You are now about to witness the awesome crushing might of the U.G.L. Robinson. Yeah, the voice is hoarse. Show. Stop <laughs> Welcome, my friends, to a show that apparently seemingly never ends. Keep those donations coming at patreon.com slash the stomper i am your host eugene anson robinson this is v32 yeah we're going to talk a little bit about ufc moscow a little bit about boxing a little bit about mcnuggets a little bit about whiskey but mostly i got other stuff i want to get to having done something that not 10%, not 5%, that probably 1% of you couldn't do if you fucking tried. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the last time my head saw a bed. It was like Saturday. That's right. I've been up, not sleeping. I can't promise coherency with this show. But I promise you it'll be a show right after Bob Riley sings the words that started off. Intro, all of nothing. Stigmata, calling him a just still available from Revelation Records. Be well, brothers. Well, uh, insistence too. Sorry. I'm on my way back to nowhere. Could not see so clear. I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back in full, always nothing. All right, all right, let's get to it. Enough of that. I'm going to stick the headphones in. I, I have to apologize for the voice. But as you know, if you pay attention to the show with any kind of frequency, uh, uh, the group that I sing for, Oxbow, yeah, apparently feelings get hurt when I say my group, e e even though I gave name the group and I started the group. It started as my side project. Apparently, I need to be a little bit more sensitive about it. So I say the group I sing for, we had shows in Los Angeles at the Union Club on, on Saturday. And on Sunday, we had a show at the Soda Bar in uh, in San Diego. Now, to do that show at the Soda Bar in San Diego certain things had to happen right we can't we took all the time off the work that we have all those days are all burned up nobody's listening to any excuses nobody's wanting you to call in sick if you call in sick you still gotta work sick so it's not like i can be on stage acting like i'm sick can't do it so in order to play the show in san diego it's a school night they say so it's an early show we hit the stage at 10. that means we got off the stage at like 11. Yeah, uh, 1054. 
We're going to pack up and leave. Got on the road at 11.45. We had to drive back. And not only did I intend to drive back, I'm too paranoid to let anybody drive back that late night shift because you don't know it. Your body clock, your body starts to panic around 4 or 5 o'clock, right? And you're like, fuck, the sun's about to come up. You got to sleep. And so your body will really, and I don't trust anybody else. I know too many guys, D Boone from the Minutemen, rocketed out that front van window. It, here, we tour in a van. It's a Ford Econoline super van. In Europe, it's a nice Mercedes thing with the sleeper, the video thing, and the, it's a little bit of a difference. We get treated nice over there. It, it was so cute. My wife, when she first came to the Oxbow show here in America, we get to the club, you know, we're like unloading stuff. And she goes, where's the deli tray? And I said, ah, you know, baby, it's it's America. They they absolutely don't give a fuck about us here. <laughs> oh, so so uh, I can't let anybody else drive. I can't absolutely can't let anybody else drive. So uh, but I can't sleep either. Right. It's not it's nighttime. So I said, OK, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm uh, I- I'm going to drive. And I, if you guys can sleep early, I can get us right up to that four or five o'clock thing. And you know what I'm going to do? Because I'm going to drink like 18 red, uh, 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 18, um, uh, the uh, five hour energy, 18 times five, baby. Or maybe, 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 maybe that's what I did. I don't know. <laughs> so what I said is you drive. And, I, and I'll, I'll do it later, but I can't have anybody. So I'm driving. So I know I'm going to drive. And then I go, you know what would be the machoist thing in the world? What would be the machoist thing in the world is if I drove fast enough and didn't kill us all and got us back in time so I could go to fucking jujitsu. Now, the, the first show in Los Angeles, you know, I've got this back pain. Somebody who was a jujitsu player showed up to a show and they said, man, I, when I had that kind of pain, it was a rib. It had just popped out on the edge. I don't think it's a rib. I've been using that, you know, the peanut, this hard ball and, and the roller, rolling my back up. It just feels like a muscle spasm. But, you know, you take muscle, relax, it doesn't seem to work. Pain pills doesn't seem to work. So what the fuck is it? I don't know. But I said, I don't screw it. I don't care. I don't care. As long as I can put another foot in front of the other, I'm going to fucking get in there. Much like CB Dalloway, which is not nice. I know it's not nice. And I said it anyway. So, uh, so um, I even take my gi with me because I intended to. A couple of you guys listening to the show invited me to train. I said, yeah, it's stupid to train on the day I, you got a show. But I know I've seen the stage online and it's kind of small. I think I can handle it even with the back pain. But clearly reach, grasp, not matching up, not matching up at all. So um, so I got the gi in the bag. But I said, okay, I didn't work out Saturday. I didn't train Sunday, even though that was my plan. I had the gi in the bag. I'm going to drive back. I'm going to make it to Sorrells. And I, I get I get us here. I get us to like Gilroy at, at, at about 5.05, right? And, uh, and the traffic just fucking slows. And I'm, I'm flipping out. I'm trying to get, you know, and it's like, and these people have what they've, they, the money I make here in San Jose, I can't afford to live in San Jose. So I'm going to move to Morgan Hill, to Gilroy. It was fucking packed. And I just sit and surround photos uh, of the traffic. And finally, I said, oh, I have about enough time to get drop my wife off at the house and get to work. She goes, you should take a shower. I go, I don't need a shower. She goes, 
you should take a shower. You might want to chew some gum while you're at it. So I guess, okay, I fucking stink. I just ran off the stage and got in the van, take the shower, had a nine o'clock meeting, one minute, two minutes late. I made it. I, I didn't made it. Not surrounded and trained. So I go the whole day of work. I got to go see the kid, my kids. Uh, my, my youngest has learned how to drive. She drove me around. I'm giving you the praise right before I got here. Come home, you know, uh, and, and my wife actually got home at six. And she said, ah, I don't want to fall asleep at six. I got to force myself to stay awake. We're both tired as fuck. But I came to do the show <laughs> because look what you made me do. Ah, sorry about the throat. Uh, so anyway, uh, what I want to talk about, mm, sorry, I've got food from my kids have all gone vegan now. So when we have dinner, it essentially sucks. I know vegan food doesn't have to suck, but it, first time vegan, <laughs> no, it's not that going to be great. So, um, so I'm hungry and I'm tired, but let, let's do the show. So unless you live in a cave, I'm sure I'm sure you haven't you haven't missed the Kavanaugh thing, right? And and I, I call it uh, I I apply myself to the Kavanaugh thing like jujitsu, and I wasn't really sure what was going on until I until I you know and people were justifiably sort of getting cranky with uh, old die fi Jello Biafra used to call a dragon lady for sitting on this information that she's had for months and she could have brought it up in time. And it was looking like the Republicans were like, well, we don't give a fuck. I'm glad you found whatever you, whatever magical, mystical thing. You're like, we're going to confirm this guy Thursday and you can kiss my ass. That's how the, that's how the cookie crumbles. Gee, your mother got a gold nipple. We don't care. Um, and then uh, it turns out there's this letter and we've had a spate of unsigned. We had the op-ed that was unsigned. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to Google News and top, type in the stuff and it'll come up. The op-ed that was unsigned, Bob Woodward's book, where all this stuff was, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 what do you call it, blind, blind sourced. I just made that up. I don't know what that was called, but you know what I mean. On background, people speaking anonymously, off the record. So their names are not attached to what they've said about the uh, about working in the Trump White House. So it's all it's like it's all these guys who you know shouting, <clears throat> shouting from the gallery. And as far as I'm concerned, if you're shouting from the fucking gallery, you know, um, you, you don't have a strength of conviction, which is what they cleverly said that the Republicans said, said, man, we just got a bunch of a bunch of loud mouth screaming without uncovering their faces. We're not even going to deign this with a response. And then there's some people like we, we need somebody to fixate because the, the 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 emotional accelerator that is Facebook who has figured out the algorithm for getting you to give and give and give and give again. And that's if you're moved by, I, I, I love this kind of generic talking to the room. I, you know, I use it sometimes like Craigslist. Like if you saw it a couple of days ago, if you're a Facebook friend, you saw I was asking for a table saw. But it's not like you ever have somebody walk into a restaurant and go, I need a new, I, God damn it. I don't realize how much I use my voice in this. I can't really do it. I need a dentist. And I, you know, anytime I read that on, on Facebook, I want to say, are you talking to me? I'm sorry. Are you, you talking to me? I don't, I don't see anybody else here. Okay. All right. You fucking shit heel. You talking to me? I, I, I don't, I, it, it, it's, it's deep. It's, it's, it's both depersonalized and highly personalized. 
People are sitting at home. I, I drove by a train station and everybody's head was crooked over this fucking plastic device. And people are sitting at home flipping out. Some girl just stabbed another girl. And these were not stupid kids. These were like uh, uh, honor class kids. They stabbed each other over some fucking internet Facebook bullshit. I, 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 I just can't have it. I just can't have it. It's the stupidest fucking thing ever. And I lived through CB radios and I lived through fucking ham radios and I lived through pet rocks and I lived through earth shoes and all that shit was pretty stupid. And I fell for some of it. Yeah, I had earth shoes. Uh, yeah, I had, no, I didn't have a pet rock, but, uh, what was the other thing I said? Uh, I didn't have ham radio. I had, I ended up with a CB radio that I inherited and uh, mostly because it was in the day of the dead. And I go, okay, if there's a zombie apocalypse, I gotta be able to call for help because zombies don't use radios. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, um, the point is I, I, I hate it, it. Does a couple of things. It magnifies emotions and 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 um and it it encourages it it encourages emotional magnification. That's what I'm trying to get out. <laughs> so you got these people flying off the handle and flying at each other's throats, and it's like that great meme where the gate a meme which I saw on the internet where the fucking the, the gate slides open and the two dogs who had been vi- or the glass door slides open and the Two dogs have been viciously barking at each other. Just go, oh, it's ridiculous. Like Travis Bickle, uh, like uh, says in Taxi Driver, you know, uh, Scorsese has that great guide, God's eye shot where he moves his hand. He does it several times through the movie where he, he move, Easy Andy moves his hand over the suitcase uh, 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 full of guns and it just slows down in time. And, and, uh, 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 Travis does it when he's talking to him. He's angry at Betsy. He moves his hand really slowly. He goes, there's no reality to any of this. There's no reality to any of this because much like religion, it fucks with your sense of time. You know? You could tell me lots of things, but markedly, barring any unforeseen fucking act of God, my tomorrow will be remarkably similar to my yesterday. And to my day after tomorrow, tragedy strikes anybody anywhere. But the reality of it is this dynamic that, that, our, that our, 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 our limbic system, that the, the prey predator centers of our brains get activated when we get aggravated like this. It, it's just nothing. Despite all my rage, <laughs> we're still just rats in a cage. There's nothing outside of the shoebox but this constant, continual, sub subharmonic rattle of shit. Dried shit bouncing against the ed- edges of our enclosure as we, you know, have this fight or that fight. We're not advancing the canon. I haven't deepened my understanding of my knowledge of anything. Of anything. However, the woman says, you know what? You know what? This happened when I was 17. I've lived a nice full life. Um, And I think as a citizen of this republic, this is a discussion we should have. You know what this is? This is the ankle bone connected to the fucking foot bone. Because if you don't think this has everything to do with Clarence Thomas, if you don't think that the, the trigger that kicked this off was hashtag me too, you're absolutely positively fucking wrong. 
This woman is now 57, 58 years old. She could live the rest of her life in quiet anonymity, but it gnawed at her. It gnawed at her. And the temptation to dismiss the shit along the lines of, well, you've done stuff that you haven't been proud of when you're 17. And yeah, and I'm praying to God nobody finds the fuck out either. I'm not advancing my fortunes in such a way where you think somebody's gonna gonna put me on front street because of because of the Eugene S. Robinson showstopper. Nobody gives a fuck about you, Rockwell. In this instance, Robinson. Guys going for the Supreme Court, you gotta know you, you wanna live outside the law. You must be honest. So he is checkmated effectively because if the Republicans do nothing about it. Then they they only they only have to lose like three percent of the Republican vote and they fucking lose. How many Republican women can they stand to alienate? The president has already the president the president has already backed backed this cat. Uh, even though Kelly, so between he and Kelly Kelly and Conway, there's a little flex room. There's a little bit of flex room, right? She says, well, we, we need to hear this woman, need to hear, and Kavanaugh is doing the both thing. I will stand up there. The reality of it is anybody within the, within, within the sound of my fucking voice right now with a pair of testicles and a penis, you know this guy is fucking guilty. How do you know? Because you know all the stupid knucklehead shit you did when you were fucking 17. I'll, I'll give you an example. I'm rolling around with this woman. Her name is Antoinette. And I'm thinking, all right, all right, I got the condom, but I don't want to stop. I don't want to break the flow. So I pull off this act of ledger domain. I actually continue making out with this woman who's actually, uh, uh, well, yeah, an ex-friend of mine's uh, uh, ex-girlfriend at the time. I'm sorry my moral code was lacking at the age of 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, I'm straight up to about 50. But I don't want to break the flow. So I go, God damn it. I'm going to open this thing. I'm not left-handed. So I open the wrapper. If you're sitting around and you got a condoms near you, take it out and open it with one fucking hand. Go ahead. And if your wife or your girlfriend is somewhere there, if you're a woman listening to this and you got your boyfriend there or your girlfriend or whoever, take it with your non-dominant hand. Try to open it while kissing the person that you're with. Try it. It's fucking impossible. And yet me at 15, I fucking did it. Got it out. Got it on the erect penis. Got it right. I'm poised up between her legs. I'm right about to. And she goes, ha, ha, stop. And I go, okay. I got that. So I'm on the spectrum. I got that touch of autism. She says, stop. What the fuck? Why, why, why would I not stop? <laughs> like, maybe she heard something. You know, for me, as a paranoid, she says, stop. That means she's got information that I don't have. Stop. That's what that means. So I stop. Next night, same situation. I do it again. This is two for two. 
with the fucking hand, like taking the, 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 the thing with the one hand and getting it on. And I go, but this time, the first time, she was like really strong arms. And she's like, all right. But then she saw that I was going to go for the okie doke, right? It, it sounds uncharitable the way I say it. Just wait for the story to play out. And so the second time, she's much more casual about it. She goes, no, stop, stop. I go, okay. And I'm a little irked, but I start, what, what am I going to do? I'm not, I'm not convincing. I am not petitioning you. We are sharing something. And if you don't think that what I'm, if there's a difference between my penis and a sandwich bag of shit. Now, if you think a sandwich bag of shit is very much like my penis, then I understand you saying stop. I'm not trying to force you to eat the, the sandwich bag of shit. Forget it. We're on a different. But then she was obsessed with seeing me angry. And I finally figured out she got aroused when she saw me angry. This comes from probably having deep fucking Freudian shit, having a father who was a cop. I don't know. She tried everything after that to get me angry. She figured out stopping me from having sex. The first time, maybe it was maybe it was tact. It was it was purposeful and heartfelt. Second time, it was tactical. After that, she was trying to push all the buttons she can because she saw me get angry once, and it was like, Ooh. she tried many different ways, and then she hit on a way. <laughs> Uh, she 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 messed around with a friend of mine. Well, I couldn't say shit because she was already messing around with my friend when I messed around with her. She messed around with a friend of mine. What am I gonna say? I didn't get upset. I just gotta go. Yeah, it's the way the fucking cookie crumbles. And I so I didn't get angry. I never I never gave her what she wanted. She never gave me what she, what. Uh, as far as I know, based on what happened with her, she went to Adelphi. Stabbed a guy with an ice pick at Adelphi, got kicked out of Adelphi, and had two kids at a wedlock. So apparently, eventually, she had sex with somebody, but it wasn't me. Now, I could tell that story comfortably because I come out of it uh, a lovable loser. But, you know, one, I would never, well, yeah. I, you know, after the age of fucking 30, I'm not pulling any shit like that. Forget it. I mean, trying. It's like Yoda says, you do or you don't do. You try. I don't understand that word, try. So this woman is walking to the bathroom. She's at a party. At a party. She's in high school. She's walking to the bathroom. Dude. One dude opens the door, other dude does a body check, knocks her into the room, onto the bed. She's like struggling. He's like, you know, grabbing titty, grabbing crotch. He's trying to get the clothes off. She's no, she starts screaming. She puts the hand over and uh, she starts to say, she's since said, she's right here. She is right here in Palo Alto, very close to where I am now. She said, you know, it, it's it was not uh um uh it, it was not out of the question that i could be murdered here like they say in man of la mancha whether the rock hits the pitcher or the pitcher hits the rock it's always fucking worse for the pitcher 
cats play with mice, mice are not fucking playing. It's not funny. You got two guys in the room holding you down. It's no fucking joke. These are not high school hijinks. I wouldn't have thought it was high school hijinks when I was in high school. One, if it happens to you, you understand it's fucked up. I'm not even going to go, well, well, I have sisters. I got, yeah, I got sisters. But if it happens to you, you know it's fucked up. You ever been attacked by a group of people? A group of people. You ever been attacked by a group of people amidst a group of people? In other words, you're being victimized by a group of people while another group of people watch. It's not cool. It's not cool to be the mouse. It's not, I've done everything in my life to get away from being the mouse. But like they said about Nazi Germany, they said a couple of things. They said, when you do the unbelievable, people tend not to believe it. And to borrow the line from Billy Bathgate, I'm all over. If you've seen the movie with Dustin Hoffman and he's got Bruce Willis with his uh, feet in the, in the concrete blocks and they're on a skiff on Lake Michigan, he goes, well, listen, I'm a reasonable man, but tell me, if you have a choice to be where I'm at, where I'm standing and where you're sitting, what do you choose? And nobody has reckoned with that when they talk about Nazi Germany, that it uh, was probably pretty terrible. But if I had to choose, and this is why it creates us a, a, a modern moral quandary for us, because if I had to choose, and this is if you watch Shoah, uh, Claude Landsman's nine-hour tribute, uh, tribute uh, movie about a uh, documentary about the Holocaust, which he refuses to call it, calls it the Shoah. In the back of everybody's mind watching it, it's an understanding, implicit, explicit, understood in your bones. If the choice is to have the shot, the machine gun, if the choice is to be in the oven or outside the oven, I think most of us are choosing to be outside the oven. So we are complicit at the same time as we are horrified. So this girl being held down on the bed, don't want to be her. But I'm not complicit. I'm not helping him hold her down. I'm not the other two guys. Apparently there were two other guys and she pushed somebody off and scrambled and got out. Now, people ask me about my novel. I've written a few books, if you don't know. My mother specifically asked me about it. I won't ruin the book for you because you can go to Amazon.com and buy, well, this book. I got the bidding. The guy who bid, signed book. It'll come to you soon. I'll let you know as soon as you pay me a PayPal. A Long Slow Screw, my crime novel. And my mother gets creeped out by homosexuality a little bit. I don't, I don't mean in a political general way. She gets creeped out at the prospect of her son possibly being a homosexual. I'm 50 fucking six years old. You know, if I haven't stumbled on any sausages before now, it's probably not going to happen, but she's still worried. In the book, there's an, I'm not going to ruin it for you. I'm not even going to tell you how many, but there's homosexual rape. She goes, why, why, why? I just out of curiosity in a literary sense, why did you do that? And I said, well, because women understand it's fucked up. The mice understand it's fucked up to play with the cat. It's not fun. But men and Hollywood plays this all the time. When was the last time you saw a movie 
and you saw an ugly woman get raped or sexually assaulted in a movie. Now, ugly women get sexually assaulted all the time. All the time. But they're never in movies that depict acts of sexual assault. Which leads me to believe that Hollywood is playing it for fucking titillation. They're not being honest about it, but that's what they're fucking doing. So I said, you know, I want to show that I've got some characters in my novel who are basically amoral fucking psychopaths. If they rape a woman, what does that say? That's like them stepping on a flower. Maybe they're amoral. Maybe they're clumsy. Maybe it's a Hollywood thing. Maybe it's played for titillation. And it works both ways. Believe me, if you know the number of women I know who have rape fantasies are quite a lot. So it works both ways. So we're all doing this little dishonest dance about it. No, 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 no. In my novel, A Long Slow Screw, I wanted to I wanted to focus on the fact that this was a debased uh, a debased exchange of power from the powerless to the powerful. There was nothing loving. There was, there was nothing even lustful about it. It was a sophisticated punch in the mouth, except it used a penis. And women understood the horror. Gay men don't want to be raped. They understood it. And most importantly, and most specifically, heterosexual men understood it right away. Brock Lesnar's Brock Lesnar. Brock Turner's father says, Oh, it was just a 20 minutes of fun. Not a single man who heard him utter those words would be okay with people people against his will having 20 minutes of fun with their anus. It's not the way it works. So she gets out of the bathroom, she escapes. And, you know, leaves, deals with it. They, they didn't go to the same high school, but it was a high school party. There was a girl's school and a boy's school. Apparently, they were together, and she, uh, but she remembered. Now, any time from 17 to however old this guy is, he could have made amends. What do you mean to make amends? I'll tell you what I, what I mean by making amends. I've made amends for all the foul shit I've done in my life except for one thing. Why not? Internet made it possible. Found Denise Gonzalez. This girl, I thought I had chased her out of high school because I, (laughs) why not? (laughs) Well, I'm trying to get a job. I'm still trying to stay employed. Anyway, we resolved it. You can make amends. I just said, hey. um, And then then I've had unintentional. uh, Some girls said, hey, you remember? You remember the, the circumstances under which we last met? And I go, Nah, I remember seeing you at a show or something. She says, no, you don't remember, do you? I said, no, fuck, God damn it, I've been trapped. I'm trapped like a rat. She says, well, you told me to take the train down to see you. Took the train, we went over to your trailer. You picked me up, carried me up the stairs. You walked me down the hall into your room and you threw me on the bed. And you said, I'll be back. And you never came back. I was like, you know what? I don't remember that for shit. But I do remember, um, I remember there was a point at which you were really angry with me and hostile. And I didn't know why. And then you started going out with Ron, my friend. So I just figured, oh, well, she lost interest. 
I'm on the spectrum. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, Becky. Oh, you're going out with Ron. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> I was like, you know what? People, I don't remember it, but people have told me stuff I've done, and it's, it rings true. I mean, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I, I mean, there was some internal logic. You know, I got guys, guy hasn't seen me for fucking months. I show up at his house, his apartment in New York City. It's like, hey, man. Oh, Eugene, what are you doing here? I'm like, hey, hey can I take a nap here? <laughs> yeah, sure. I did this to Richard Kern, the photographer. He's like, go ahead, man. Took a nap. Woke up two hours later. He's like, so you want to go? I got nah, nah, nah. I got to go. And I wandered out into the night. What was I doing? I don't know. I did. I went to my this guy Gildas in Paris. Show up at his place. He goes, Eugene, I, I got some stuff to do. I didn't know you were gonna be here. I go, no, no, I'm all right. I just need to sleep a little bit. He goes, well, once you, what do you? I go, look, I'll be back. Don't leave. I fall asleep. I wake up three hours later. The apartment's dark. Where the fuck? Oh shit, I'm in, in Paris. I think I was in the 14th arrondissement. And the guy, guy, I gotta get out of here. And I left. Not, it's not just sleeping. I've gone to people's places, taking showers. I, I don't remember what I'm doing. It made sense at the time. So she says, you did this? I go, I, I buy it. I buy it. I buy it. So I'm making amends. If people come to me, I make amends. I'm trying to clear the tables before I clear the fucking planet. So from 17 to however old Kavanaugh is, he had many opportunities. He doesn't make amends if he has so many amends to make that where the fuck does he start? Where the fuck does Himmler start? At, at 100,000? 600,000? What, 2 million? Where does he start? It's just at that point you go, you know, like a friend of mine once said who's, uh, who's now had been a, a competitive fighter. He, I mean, you'd know his name if I told you. He... And I asked him, some woman said to me, hey, man, you did this too. I got to, she's my friend. I got to, I got to, we got to talk about, he was like, you know, Eugene, let me tell you something. When I was younger, I did a lot of foul shit. That's an amends. That's, a, that's an acknowledgement. You're not lying. You're not equivocating. You're not dissembling. You're just shrugging your shoulders and go, I'm a fucking human being and I fucked up. Did that self-reflection hit Kavanaugh at any point in that time in his rocket ride to the top? And believe me, that's what we're talking about. You think these Supreme Court judges are living where I live or where you live? They're not. Want to be held to a higher standard? Embody that higher standard. We can let the fucking Clarence Thomas in that piece of shit. High-tech lynching and people are so sensitive racially at that point. They're like, oh, well. Let the black guy in. We got to show the Republicans, oh, we're not racist. Oh, let him in. That guy should never have been on the fucking Supreme Court. He's opened his mouth once. And his wife is a piece of shit, too. So this guy had many years, several decades to make amends, did nothing. Maybe he forgot. Like I forgot with Becky. Like I carried her into the room, threw her on my bed, and left. I forgot. She says it happened. I, I believe her. Maybe he forgot he had done this. When Becky tells me I did this, it sounded like something I would do. I don't remember, but I do remember suddenly she was angry with me. I don't remember why I didn't get back there. 
I don't remember if that's what I said. I don't remember if I said, hey, you can hang out here and I got some stuff to do. I don't remember the circumstance. Now, Becky is lives in Hong Kong and she's like some hot shit corporate executive and cool. Well, why the fuck would she over the, the space of 30 years come and tell me some bullshit lie? Well, there's no political motivation because I'm a guy who's in dirty underwear sitting here on his couch. So this guy comes and says, you know what? None of this happened. None of this happened. He moves the queen to rook three, takes his hand off the fucking piece. It never happened. And so now you fucked up. Like my mother said, you tore your drawers now. Because this is simple math. Did you go to this high school? Did she go to that high school? Huh? Did you know this guy named Kevin? I think there's a guy named Kevin involved. Yep. Does she know this guy named Kevin? Yep. Kevin at first said, this never happened. And they said, you know, we're going to go to court with this. You're going to, okay, 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 okay. I, I don't remember it happening. So it could have happened. Well, um, no, he, he did it the other way. He did it the other way. He said, it didn't happen. He said, I don't remember it happening. And he said, it didn't happen. They said, well, we're going to go to court. He said, well, perjury. Well, I don't remember it happening. I don't remember it happening. He's talking to a lawyer. He's lawyered up, I guarantee, at this point to find out. Statute of limitations is over. That doesn't mean you can't be fucking ruined. You're not going to jail, but you're also not going to fucking your kids' birthday parties and back to school night or sitting around at church or hanging out at barbecues and having people throw heavy-duty fucking shade at you. That's happening. So the guy figures... It worked for Trump, it'll work for me. I'm a hardballist. That's not it works for Trump for very specific fucking reasons. And now you've got enough Republicans who go, I'm not gonna go into the midterms, be in the party that's put two sex offenders on the fucking Supreme Court. I am not gonna be that guy. So you got two who backed out already. And if you don't think Murkowski and, and Collins were gonna do the same thing. We're going to lose four Republicans on it. You're crazy. They were going to go. Go, 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 go. But, you know, it's all too typical. Okay, the woman is going to got to. So they just held their fire. The other guy spoke up, Flake, and the, the other cat. So with this, they're going to push it through. Trump says they're going to push it through Thursday. Go ahead. Go ahead. Push it through. Be the party that's put two sex offenders on the Supreme Court. And then try to pass some anti-Roe v. You can't lose. You move the piece over there, you're fucked in November. The best bet, as suggested by, I don't even remember who suggested it. I'll say I suggested it. The best bet is to let them run the guy out of town, campaign on it, you know, work up their base. The only portion of Trump's base that gives a shit about the Supreme Court really are evangelicals who are crazy about this Roe v. Wade thing. Infanticide, they call it. They don't give a shit about what happens to the kids after they come out. They let the priest handle that. Would you like some sacrament, Billy? You know, the sacrament tastes extra special good if you hold it under my scrotum. You don't think that happens? What do you mean? It happens, past tense. You don't think it's happening as we speak. It would burn these Norwegian church burning, burn down the American church, burn them out. I'm as anti-cleric as you can be at this point. Shut them down, 
hold them up, hold them down. Like Bushwick Bill says. So um, uh, that would be the smart thing to do. I don't know if they're going to do it. But at this point, it's like I, I think of the Black Flag record cover where the guy has painted himself into the corner and he's standing there with a chair and his fist up. That's all you got. That's all you got. That's all you got. And coincidentally, they come out with a study. And it's a study that ties into the whole incel men going their own way. And they studied like 14,000 people, men and women. And they're trying to work on the science of attraction, naturally, right? Whether this is being funded by uh, uh, Viagra, whether it's being funded by a you know a matchmaking company, it's somebody somebody put a lot of money into it. They give 14,000 people. And they said something I've been saying for years and didn't get a fucking single nickel for saying it. Attraction, over height, over the genetic markers that, that, that constitute attractiveness. You might feel yourself wanting in some regard. My forehead's too big. My teeth are crooked. Oh, mine aren't. But, uh, you know, yeah. My mother's got a gold nipple. You go, I, I can't compete. Like Bill Burr said in some comedy routine, I'm a strong five. I wasn't ever trying to punch above my weight. Fuck it. People are not happy. They see guys on TV who are fives with eights and they go nuts. Get angry because that guy, he figured the eight got because he's got money. They asked, height? Attractiveness, skin color, eye color, money, nah, 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 nah. These were factored, but they weren't the single number one factor guaranteeing your placement in future generations, genetically speaking. You know what that is? It's not height, not fucking financial wherewithal, ability to provide for offspring, make a good provider. Number one, 14,000 people surveyed. If the, if the screen didn't crash, I would have it open now and I would tell you. Personality. Seems kind of anticlimactic. It, it, it must be because I've been saying that for years and nobody's listening to me. I have a friend who was angry. You know, I, I never expected, I never thought about it in the context of him. He's like, you ever know what it's like to sit in a chair and your feet don't touch the floor? He's angry about being sure. I go, it doesn't seem to be bothering Larry. Larry was as much of a sex addict as you could be. Larry was a strong five, punched him, but he, he punched the tens, the nines, the eights, the sevens. If you remember my story if from the old knuckle up, Larry was the one who was, he didn't like so much prostitutes as he did squabbling. And uh, they're sitting there in the front seat of his rental car in Miami. There was a UFC fight there, and he was cornering a UFC fighter. I don't have to say who was who. I could have made up the first name. That's not the point. They're sitting there in the front seat and they're haggling. They're haggling over dollars. He wants it around the world, which means he wants to get sucked off and he wants to fuck her. I'm not sure whether around the world means he also wants to have anal sex, but I suspect not. And they're squabbling over like $2. 
And finally, she says, you know what? I'm, I'm tired. I, I, I got I to gotta get back out working. Fine. Get in the, take your pants off. Get in the back seat. He's like, all right. Fuck, I saved $2. Takes his pants off. Scrambles in the back seat. She grabs his fucking pants with his wallet in it. Snatches the car keys out and rental car keys out and runs off down the street. He starts chasing her without pants. She gets away. He's like, oh my God, I've been robbed. He tells somebody, finds somebody who's got a cell phone, you know, uh, uh, could you call the cops? The cops show up because they got a report of a naked man and, you know, the cops are barely suppressing laughter. They grab a towel from the police cruiser and throw him the towel, take him down to the police station to get to fill out a report. And he fills it out. He's got to get the calls a rental company for the car for the car, his bank cards and all that shit. And right as he's about to leave the police station, they go, oh, I'm not going to say his last name. Oh, Mr. Larry. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for the towel. I'll bring it back. They go, no, no, it's this. And they hand him a ticket for $600. (laughs) Public solicitation, nudity in public, you know, any, all the crimes connected to being a frugal, a frugal John. And some of you will appreciate that there was once uh, a website that used to advertise with me called Frugal Johns for cut price hookers when I ran the porn site Skull Game. There was a point behind that story. Larry was indefatigable. It's personality. It's fucking personality. And people with bad personalities, honest to God, Colby Crappington, because you never thought we'd get to MMA, right? We're getting to MMA. Colby Crappington is like that great line from that 50 Cent song. I want them to love me like they love pop. Implicit is is understanding that they do not love me like they love pop. Come on, I got the funny suits. I'm making the the jokey jokes. Why don't they like me? Can't figure out what that it is, right? McNuggets, that guy increases in my estimation every fucking day. He's, He's already floated the balloon of if I lose against Khabib, Maybe I'll retire. It doesn't really make a difference, right? Because I got that $150 million in the bank. And if he's savvy enough, as he seems, despite the Ibiza stunts, he's got that money making money. I don't have nearly the amount of that money, but I got money out there making money for me. Of course, when I broke it down in terms of how much it would kick me in my pocket if I were to quit my job, I could measure it in dog food. And my dog, Popeye, is dead. I'm talking about human consumption of dog food. So I got to keep working. I'm not McGee. And people are making fun of his whiskey and 12 proper, whatever the fuck it's called. I go, here, here, here are some words that you should consider. Ready? Money laundering. Here, I got two more for you. Tax dodge. He doesn't give a shit if what's in that bottle tastes like turpentine. You don't understand. The little bit I've had, I go to my accountant and go, hey, Tony. I had an accountant named Tony. He says, Tony, man, I'm getting killed on these taxes. 
My new guy is Steve. When you hear what happened to Tony, you'll know why I have a guy named Steve now. I go, Tony, I'm getting killed with these taxis. I go, that, that's simple, Eugene. You got to buy a house. I go, fuck, okay. I go, I go. My mother says, get the best house in the worst neighborhood you can find. I got it in the murder capital of America. And it, it and so it goes and it starts to appreciate in value, equity in the house. Like, this is working all right. I go back to Tony. I go, yo, Tony, I'm getting killed with the taxes again. What you told me I bought the house. It would be he goes, calm down. I got a solution. What's the solution? You got you gotta you gotta buy to buy another house. So I buy another house in the worst fucking neighborhood ever. And then uh I get audited. <laughs> I call Tony, he goes, look, 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 look. First of all, you got to go in. They send the sharp ones out in the field. You go in. And secondly, it's more impressive if I'm not there. I go, oh, shit. Okay, maybe I'll beat it. I get audited. I go in. Tony disappears. Shut down his business. Left. So I don't have any more Italian guys named Tony doing my fucking taxes. I got a nice wasp guy named Steve. Steve does the taxes now. Tony used to do shit like, would you say you spent a thousand dollars on toothpicks? Yeah, 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 you could say that. Yeah, that's where you get audited three times in a row, three years in a row. In any case, it's not, it's not, you can't fake it. You can't put on the suit like Mr. Crappington does and do the walk and be funny. That there's a level of smart. You can't fake smarts and you can't fake it. And we hate it. But, you know, despite the fact that he's a butt of a joke for a period of time running down the streets of Miami without pants on. Larry, by my humble estimation, has probably had sex with about 300 women. A goodly portion of those may have been prostitutes. I remember a friend of mine saying he was a porn star. And he was like, saying, yeah, I went to Amsterdam, had a great time. I fucked all those women there. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, oh, I went to the red light district. I go, well, that's pay. And he looks at me like I was the stupidest guy in the world. Like, the fuck is your problem? What difference does it make? <laughs> and I was like, hmm. For those of you listening on the radio, I'm... This is the face that, that seemed that the Sarah Huckabee Sanders face that suggests that that maybe you're on to something there, Sonny. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I, I mean, um, 150 million in the bank, however much he's got in the bank. The TV commercials are still flowing. Uh, got this big fight coming up, which he could clearly win. I haven't made my picks. Everybody knows this is not a surprise in your MMA fantasy league. If you've thought about McGregor and, and Khabib, you know exactly how this fight's going to come down. Or how it could. It's a fight. of It's a game of styles. Who's going to force the will? It doesn't matter. He says, I'm going to fucking quit. He's got the setup. He's living off the interest. He's got the tax shelter. He's got the fucking apparatus set for the fucking. And who knows? It could end up like beats. You think Dr. Dre ever imagined himself being a billionaire? Are you fucking kidding? Kidding. Not only is he a billionaire, he's an employee at Apple Computer. Now, formerly Apple Computer, Apple. 
with his good friend Jimmy Iovine. Crazy shit happens. Crazy shit happens all the time. But what you do, what doesn't happen all the time, somebody who doesn't have it never manufactures it. Never. Somebody once told me, tried to talk me out of doing music, and he said, face it, the reality of it is if it was going to happen for you, it would have happened. What are you, like a 52-year-old rock guy? That's before Thin Black Duke came out, people lauding it as a record of the year, and Rolling Stone was giving it right, but NPR covered it and everybody, and we sales were so crazy that uh, Anthony Fantano gave it a great, like, eight or nine, that the record label called and thought they had been hacked. I wanted to say, let, let me explain something to you. Let me explain something to you. You can't fuck with it. And I'm sad. I'm, I'm, I'm segueing into UFC Moscow. I'm sad for those guys who fought in that card. I'm sad for anybody who's fighting, trying to ape or mimic uh, the mimicry that gets involved in getting red panty night going because it just doesn't happen. Because I can right now, and you can as well, name the guys who have that kind of it. That gift of gab, that handy turn of phrase, right on the money. I'm not even that fast. You know, put the mic in front of What do you think about this crowd, Eugene? Hey, we didn't come to take part. Came to take over. What do you think about this crowd, Eugene? These fucking pricks were, you know, I might, and then later I said, man, maybe I shouldn't have called them fucking pricks. Maybe I should have said something about, maybe if we take part, we could take over. And then I would send an email, and then maybe they would get it, squeeze it into the piece. But I'm not coming up with this stuff off the top of my head. So everybody else, everybody else, you're not even fighting for fucking scraps. I'm sure you've been seeing these reports about these MMA fighters who are like on welfare, who are having to sell shit on eBay. You know, when the bald one said, this is not a long time, long-term career, that's not really what he said. <laughs> what he, he's pre, it's like when somebody tells you that they're religious, in my mind, it always means that they're pre-notifying me of their intent to fuck me over because they're forgiven. They're pre-amending themselves. Oh, my God. Your girlfriend is wonderful, isn't she? Don't fucking play that game with me. You're pre-amending yourself. You try to fuck her, and then later you'll be like, ah, man, you know, I guess you should have really seen this coming. Snake in the grass. I see it coming like Willie D says. So I picked Mark Hunt to win. He lost. I feel bad for Mark Hunt, but at this point now, I'm not entirely sure that, that wasn't part of some kayfabe. Mark Hunt is still suing, still kicking shit at Brock, Brock uh, uh, Lesnar, still upset about that, still a man on the outs, still refuses to take shit, but is willing to fight. How much did he get? I don't know. Is he still in court with as they're still talking? I guess. Remember, I said some there's some fights where both people win, even though there's a loser. And then I've also said that there's some fights where both people lose, even though the one's a winner. This fight did not move the needle for either of these guys. So who cares? And the large numbers of other fights that said, I don't care about, don't care about, don't care about. Yeah, I know one of you texted me about one of the guys who's really good in the card. 
you know, okay, uh, all right. So maybe uh, I gotta I gotta watch it again and then think about whether we're gonna put him on the on the care list. I mean, uh, uh, the numbers were that I've gone to fights in Russia, and it's a great scene with the Red Devil Fight Club in St. Petersburg. But this was not a great fight. I don't blame anybody for it. I mean, people are happy for a little bit of, a bit of you know, I like. At this point now, most of us are looking past this fight. Tomorrow night, at Tuesday at 7.20, we got If I Did It and If the Shoes Fit on the new channel. Figure out what it is. I don't know how to fucking figure it out. I'm not on your side of things. And there'll be a care, don't care preview. Naturally, if there's a fight this weekend, I don't know if that's happening either. Keep in mind, I haven't slept in a bed since Saturday. That means in the last Saturday, Sunday, Sunday to Monday, in 48 hours, I've had zero sleep. I got up at 8 o'clock Sunday morning. I guess that's not right. Yeah, I'm almost going into my second day of no sleep, and I'm pretty fucking chipper, right? It's not been that incohesive of a show or incoherent of a show. But I want to wrap up with this UFC Moscow thing and this boxing thing. Everybody's upset, and and you know what? To put a little light between him and the bald one, I really like that, uh, and I don't know this is why he did it, but I really like that De La Hoya wrote this letter kind of trying to assuage the, the, the concerns and the feelings of people who thought that uh, GG Triple G was robbed again. You guys don't understand, man. This is Lucy and Charlie Brown. Except the football is a $2,000 seat in Las Vegas and 2000 is being charitable. It's a nosebleed. All the fucking celebrities are there. You know, I used to... Th- Kind of, I was friends with this woman who would work the Super Bowl. Sorry, at in, in the, you know some of the Super Bowls. It's like you go with Willie Sutton said it best. You go where the money is. They're already talking a trilogy between Canelo and, and Triple G. The fuck wants to see that? If it was me. I would have had him lose a second one. So you go into the trilogy one for one, but that's almost like legit. This doesn't get, you know what? Like Tito once said to Chuck Liddell, uh, he, uh, Tito said to uh, uh, Ken Shamrock, I'll fight you once a week if you want. Casino politics, baby. You know what it's all about? Casino politics. Going, I'm sorry. Fuck, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. This is not a men's. <laughs> I've done this before. Somebody, when I ran the porn site, called to complain. I'll break it down for you. She's famous now. Her name is Sarah Giddick. And she's written a couple books, and she has a column, and she's all on TMZ. And she used to work as an escort. It's not slut-shaming. There's no shame in working as an escort. But there is shame in robbing my friend out of $300. He said, you know, she's uh, she won't sleep with black guys or Latino guys. I said, I don't give a fuck about that. You gave her the money. She didn't sleep with you, right? Yeah. He's neither. He's Irish. He's neither black nor nor Latino. I think he'd tell me that to get me angry. I didn't give a shit. It's her business. Do it. Do it the way you want. 
And I said, look, I'll get you your money back. I'll help you out. So I, I emailed her. And she sent me a bunch of pictures, which I promptly put up on 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 the porn site, that porn review site, Skull Game, that we ran, which then it, we killed it as a porn review site and became a a sports apparel site, same name. I've sold exactly ten Skull Game T-shirts, so so much for Tap Out being uh being <laughs> being a business model that works for everybody. So, uh, um, oh man, I'm so tired. I lost my train of thought. God damn it. Somebody, somebody tweet me quick, quick, quick. What was I talking about? <laughs> I can't fucking remember. I'm so sleepy. Um, that it's gone. No, okay. Oh, okay. Because it was, it was wrapping around to talk about Kavanaugh again. This is something about the prostitution. Oh, oh, she uh uh is the one who worked the football games. She's eh, that's gone. It's fucking gone. Tito said, I'll fight you once a week if you like. And then the guy came and and the, the De La Hoya wrote the note and he distinguished himself from the bald one. And the, oh I know, I know what it was. It's to get get Lucy and Charlie Brown to get you to pay again. They don't care. They don't care. As long as you have the cash, that, like the woman who was telling me about the Super Bowl, she she was a very high price, $3,000. Guy saved. Ken Donna Shalala me on my own show. Saved for a year to sleep with her. Blew his load in, in, in like 10 seconds. She said, I thought it was stupid that he saved for a year for this. Most of the prostitutes that I've talked to were similarly agog that I was friends with. They would go, I can't believe guys pay for this. And in a certain way, they're exactly right. You, you know, with not too much effort, you can get this for free and you're choosing to pay for it. A friend of mine who was a big whoremonger said, no, no, I like the haggling. Not the same guy, another guy. And more than the haggling, I like knowing exactly how the evening is going to end. It was a religious experience. That's what he said. It never appealed to me because I, I didn't like the idea of people not giving a shit. It was me. I show up and it's like, da -da, it's Eugene. And they're like, yeah, whatever. Take your shoes off. Take a shower. Put the money in the me. And then one of my prostitute friends says, are you crazy? You show up. They'll be happier there. And I was like, hey. <laughs> and then I did like Brandon Iron and spent $10,000 on Mother Hookers. That's a joke. The point is, and I'm going to wind up the show because I'm trying to get back to that point that I was making. I forgot if I had so if I had a staff here, they would run back and they said, "No, you were talking about the thing." And they, I can't remember. The point is that uh, that De La Hoya. Oh, I, it was it was it was about uh, uh, the the long term health of boxing. They just don't fucking care because they know. You'll, they'll line that football up again six months, eight months from now, and you'll fucking buy a seat and you'll sit there again and have your clothes knocked off and immediately wasting no time or thought at all. They announce Mayweather and Pacquiao too. Does anybody need to see that fucking fight? I told you these guys are going to do this because they sit at home and they got nothing to do. All of a sudden, they go from being the most exciting man on the block to nothing. They cannot handle it, and they will do this as long as you're willing to pay, you fucking suckers. 
but it's such a valuable two-step that De La Hoya thought it necessary to protect it by writing a note that was well-worded, well-written, and really actually sounded pretty honest. Something that Baldwin will never fucking do. In 10 years' time, we'll be feeling exactly the same way about boxing, which is an achievement in and of itself. In 10 years' time, we will not feel the same way about MMA. We will not. So anyway, that's the show. I, I went a little bit over. Thanks for listening. I'm sorry I wasn't more coherent. I'm very, very fucking tired. I'm going to brush my teeth. I'm going to get in bed next week. It'll be a little bit more coherent. Tomorrow night, you got If the Shoes Fit. Uh, no, if I did it, If the Shoes Fit on the new channels, how to find the new channels, you got to subscribe. That's the only easy way to do it, right? Patreon.com slash the the stomper is this one but if the sh- if i did it, if the shoes fit i think is on whatever mma nation used to be they have a sub channel it's on the sub channel why i don't know bloody elbow and and, and vox and bloody bloody they're having some sort of extended fight with youtube and that they just could pulling everything off and put it on twitch i i don't know it's above my pay grade i don't fucking know anyway thanks for listening this is v32 I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson, and uh, look what you made me do! Uh, My voice is terrible.